0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief. It's our review podcast where we look back at an event that we've been at recently and uh, kind of break down everything that happened, both on track and off. This is episode number 42. It's March the 13th, 2019. We, we welcome you all to the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden, joined, as always, by David Cole. The event that we will be breaking down today the opening round of the Supercart USA Pro Tour, the Winter Nationals, which took place on the opening weekend of March out in Fontana, California at the CalSpeed Karting Center. Uh, great to be out there with Mike Smith and the boys. This week's show presented by Croc Promotion USA. The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. Croc Promotion USA is the American importer and distributor, and Mad Old Nut is the official race team. We're ready to attack in 2019, and our results speak for themselves. A.J. Myers and Andrew Badozer are winning races and running up front. Croc Promotion has the momentum. Dedicated and talented young drivers, supported and mentored by team owners who know business and who are passionate about karting. That's Croc Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. Search for us on social media and give us a follow. So a big thanks again to Croc Promotion USA and Mad Old Nut Racing. Uh, our presenting sponsors for today's debrief. Uh, David Cole, let's just j- jump in as we always do before we uh, you know, head to the first commercial break, the overview of the 2019 Winter Nationals at Cal Speed. Great to get back to Cal Speed. You've actually been there already once already this year before we got out there. But the bottom line is 10th season for the national championship program, the SuperCart USA Pro Tour. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. Nothing's ever lasted 10 years. <laughs> I think you'll say the same thing.
1: No, no, it's very, very limited to the events and programs that uh, can hit double digits in, in yeah. the year column. So, uh, yeah, to have that happen is is very promising, uh, obviously, for the hopefully for the future of Supercarts USA with another 10 years, you know, on the horizon. Uh, but again, it's uh, again the first time, as we saw in the in the uh, highlight video that Flying Lap Media produced uh, with Supercarts USA, it's first ever Scusa Pro Tour event in Southern California in those 10 years. Isn't that so wild? Is that- it's, you know, well, it, I mean, the original home is Indiana. We've been there year after year now with, with Summer Nats. So I guess, you know, being the actual physical home for Supercart USA, it's good to go back there.
0: True enough. Uh, and again, uh, yeah, we looked at at the very first year. You know, one of the things we did, of course, starting this 10th year, of uh, the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. And uh, again, we thank Tom Kutcher and the whole Cutcher family and Supercarts USA. Dave, we, we've been doing the whole thing. You know, it was you and I first uh, first race up in Sonoma with what, what, 101 drivers, I think, at the first ever spring nationals. That kicked it off in 2010. And, and we've been doing EKN Live ever since. But, uh, you know, you look back and again, it, it was Sonoma, Shawna, Wisconsin, and then the Supernats. And for those who haven't been in the sport for that long, the pro tour used to wrap up at the Super Nationals. How many years was off the top of your head, Dave? Do you remember how many years before we transitioned and added the winter? I guess it was probably the first seven years, right?
1: Yeah. Well, with winter nets being the third yep. year that we've, that we've had it. So, you know, 19, 18, 17. So 2016 was the actual last year that we used Super supernationals as the finale for the pro tour.
0: It was a good way of getting it started. Scusa added just two national events, the spring nationals and the summer nationals. Then we went to, to Vegas to kind of launch this national program. But anybody that was in the championship battle heading to Las Vegas kind of had to split the way they were thinking. Everybody wants to win the Supernats, but there were guys out there saying, well, you know, I really want to win. But if I finish second and third, I win the Pro Tour Championship. That's worth, you know, for the pro classes, three grand at the time, plus the circle of champions. All my entries are paid for the next year. I liked it when they pulled it away out of the Winter Nationals and the pro guys can go to go to the, the, uh, the Vegas Supernats and just, Really not think about it, right? They just drop the hammer and go at it.
1: Well, yeah, think about it. It would be like having the Indy 500 be the IndyCar finale. Yeah. And say a James Hinchcliffe going for the championship doesn't qualify. So, you know, we've had that to those type of scenarios. Obviously, Skuza has the the top three confirmed into the, the Super Sunday main event. But still, you know, it, it kind of like that that type of mentality or or the Daytona 500 instead of being the first race, being the last race where, you know anything can happen.
0: Sure enough. And you and again, you want to let guys go at it. You know, let, just let, head at it. Now, let's, as we're doing the overview here, we'll talk weather, we'll talk numbers as we always do at the start of a debrief. Uh, and again, big thank you to everyone who has downloaded the EKN Radio Network app to your mobile device. We really appreciate that. That's awesome. And I know we're getting more and more downloads. Our numbers here, listener numbers for the EKN Radio Network are are fantastic. They're growing every month. So, David and I are both uh, very thankful that everybody's uh, kind of bought into this and, and are enjoying our, our ECAN radio network. Uh, weather, David, you know, it's one of those deals we all joked, you know, pulling the line from Die Hard. Hey, come to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. It'll be beautiful. Anytime you go to Southern California, you're expecting, you know, sun. That's, that's why you go to Southern California, sunny, you know, sunny California. But man, this winter's been pretty tough. They've had cold temperatures essentially all year. Uh, we got some sun. But uh, no, we definitely got some cold and rain. It was good on on Friday in the dry, but come come Saturday, actually Friday night, right? Come Friday night through the evening, it rained and it was wet. It was and, and Cal Speed gets wet with uh, with standing water. It was pretty wild on Saturday.
1: You know, the week before with the Los Angeles Karting Championship uh, having great weather. Yeah, we just kind of drew the bre- the, bat- the short straw on that. Yeah, uh, true with the weather.
0: Uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday though, David, which was cool. Um, you know, we were all watching it. It was, you know, hundred percent chance of rain on Saturday and that was 60% on Sunday and then 50 and then 40. And we had kind of damp running right through qualifying. It was, it wasn't totally dry guys were potentially going back and forth, but eventually we got full dry running on Sunday, which I think really, it was kind of cool, right? Cause we got two different looks at who was going to be good in the wet. Cause nobody really know, knew who was going to be good. And then we got the guys to go out and hammer down in the dry as well, and it was cool to see guys that were fast in both conditions.
1: And it was a, it was an, an interesting session that it really went from wet to dry, with mini uh, mini Swift being out on the racetrack for yeah. uh, for that session. But at, you know, after that qualifying session, everything went to dry. So uh, it was it was interesting to see how the guys went from wet, wet to dry uh, between qualifying and pre found because again, you know, different setups, obviously different tires and. And the the track obviously changes with each minute uh, and more laps that, that get run on it.
0: Yeah, true enough. Uh, looking at the numbers, 205 entries in total, down from 212 last year at NOLA. So really a drop of seven. Uh, not even, you know, not even about a 5% drop. Not even that. Uh, 146 in tag, 31 shifters and 28 in the KA category, which is, of course made its debut at the Winter Nationals on the Pro Tour. Last year, 163 tags, so down some in tag and 49 shifters, down a bit in shifter as well. David, let's look at the numbers as we do back and forth. Uh, micro and mini, pretty much static. Micro from 13 down to 9. Uh, the mini Swift still strong. Actually, they actually added one, 33 mini-swifts in NOLA last year for the Winter Nationals, 34 this time. Same goes for senior. They had a full field of forty-four at uh, At Nola last year, up to forty-eight for this one here at Calspeed. The big hits really were X thirty Junior down seven, X thirty Master twenty-three last year, just eight this time around. Uh, the shifter drive Pro shifter one, which is essentially S one and S two, but on the new engine, down three and down one. So pretty solid still for the, the Pro shifter category. It was the Masters guys, was it not? They had what seven Masters drivers split in the G one Gladiator. And S4 Master Stock Honda Class down 14 from last year because they had some pretty good numbers, decent numbers uh, in Supermaster last year. I think the shifter stuff is what's really, really, really where it's taking the hit. But then again, if you give it really the right spin or the right look, it's kind of an evolution, an evolution or or maybe a rebirth of shifter kart racing with the new package.
1: Well, I would I would think the X30 Master category taking a drop uh, that minus 15 has to do with being on the West Coast. Uh, there were a lot, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, uh, East coast masters guys that were at NOLA and made up that 23 cart field. So, uh, you know, the masters racing in California is kind of mixed. I mean, there's a lot of them there. It's just, some are dedicated to other programs and, and, and schedules to where, you know, East coast, a lot of, a lot, all those guys are pretty much are on IAMI programs. Uh,
0: yeah. Dave, look at, look at the names, right? No Mark, no L- Lauren Tumardan, former national number no. two, John Robichaud, Scott Roberts, um, you know, Renato David, a lot of those guys that you probably would have, that we saw last year at, at NOLA who didn't make the trek to California yeah, and
1: defending champion, uh, uh Leonardo Nienkotter, uh, not even there. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. you saw that. And then, and then obviously graduation, you have, uh, a lot of micros moving up into mini, um, and a lot of juniors moving up into senior. So that's probably why those two categories have negatives as well too.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And, and we'll get into it later. Uh, the micro drivers moving to mini were pretty impressive, and the junior drivers moving up to senior uh, were pretty impressive. All in all, you know, to get over the 200 total, I think they were at 211 at one point with the walk-ups. A couple drivers canceled, I think, after practice. Maybe didn't want to run in the rain. Nonetheless, not, not a bad turnout to kick off the 10th year of the Supercars USA Pro Tour. Again, the third running of the winter nationals all right folks we got a big show for you here david cole and i are going to come back after this break we're going to hit up a little bit of the paddock pass we've been at the track quite a bit over the last what two months before we rolled in here so there's not a lot of stuff to talk about right now but we'll hit on just a couple of things when we get back after this break joining the and performance group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and former Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. Rawls Performance Group is setting a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. ABP has become the benchmark in the IAMI X30 categories. We have the largest trackside OTK inventory, providing parts to racers and teams at all the major events in North America. RPG can also offer multilingual support as we have French and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514 the Rawlison Performance Group. We race to win. Hey racers, this is Rob Howden, and I'm super excited to be back with the Texas Pro Kart Challenge family this year. Gina and Mark French have put together a perfect free weekend series after listening to their racers. And we're heading to Denton at the end of March, then in the incredible track at Amarillo in July, and we'll cap it off once again at the jewel Houston Karting Speed Sports Racing Park in mid-September. Get these Texas PKC dates on your personal racing calendar, and I'll see you there. The Texas Pro Kart Challenge fires up this month on March 29, 30, 31, with Round 1 at NTK Kartways in Denton. It's two full days of racing for Mini and Micro Swift, KA100 Junior and Senior, X30 Junior, Senior and Master, Stock Honda Senior and Master, and the exciting new Pro Shifter category featuring Miami SSE 175cc engine. Come join the Frenchers and I and the whole staff at the end of the month. And let's get this new Texas Pro Car Challenge Series underway. Folks, welcome back to episode number 42 of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Networks. March thirteenth, two 2009, Rob Howden and David Cole breaking down the opening round of the 2019 Supercart USA Pro Tour. The Winter Nationals held at Cal Speed Karting. Uh, we'll move into the Paddock Pass presented today by The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. This unparalleled ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition, beginning with USF 2000 and progressing through Indy Pro 2000 into Indy Lights. Along the way, each series champion receives a scholarship to race at the next level. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice: the Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. All right, David, let's talk. Uh, let's talk track layout. Let's talk. Let's talk track limits, which a lot of people did. And then we'll talk about kind of the the, uh, the preview of the weekend with the LAKC having a big turnout the week before.
1: Yeah, the uh, the new Grande layout uh, was pro- obviously the really focus of the actual circuit itself. Um, you know, the 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 uh, Cal Speed, uh, f- f- personnel has made the changes during the uh, the small winter break that they, they do have out in California yeah, uh, to to <laughs> to adjust some of the corners uh, with the new uh, sealer that they put down uh, for the 2019 season. Uh, obviously, the the front straightaway, uh, which would be uh, turn. Let me see which way, which direction do we go <laughs> that weekend? We went, we
0: went, we went so, clockwise. So coming long, yeah. Long
1: Beach is fifteen. So yeah, <laughs> turn so one. turn one was was a more was a, uh, a, a a bigger angle. So it was more of a breaking zone. Yeah, Almost pretty 90, much right? ninety degree yeah. corner. Um, yeah. You know, obviously you're not going a complete ninety because you're setting up for the next left but, uh, it is a breaking zone. And that's, that's one thing I think that, um, the Cal speed people really wanted to do was provide more breaking zone, which in turn provides more passing opportunities. Uh, you get that at the top of the Hill as well too. in turn number three, which in that direction is a right-hander again, a more radius turn. Uh, so you have to slow down more. So it's more breaking and obviously more passing opportunities with the they're going from uh right to left to set up for the corner. So I think those I think those two yeah, areas we, were the biggest changes.
0: Uh, yeah, we had you're right. We had passes into turn one. But we had passes into turn two because it was kind of a double apex, and if you didn't set up cor- correctly, guys were able to get you. And then of course you have trouble through two and three into turn four, the one you talked about at the top of the hill. We had a bunch of passes into that corner too, which was a, m- a much tighter radius as you said. Man, I just those first four corners you know, changed everything about that racetrack. And man, it just made it so much fun to watch. There was passing. You have to think how many we had. A, we actually had guys going down into the little six, seven, what do they call it? Uh, I can't think of the name right now. I think they call it, um, I can't think of it. Um, mm-hmm. Six and seven. And then into the hairpin turn eight. Then guys on the inside of turn nine, silk. Guys under the inside going into the Contino carousel. We had guys going into the, you know, the, uh, the horseshoe on the inside, the double apex left-hander. Like I mean, you could and then into Long Beach. There's probably seven or eight places to pass at that racetrack. Plenty of
1: opportunities, and and really either way you go on that racetrack, the way now it's kind of laid out, there's plenty of opportunities to pass, which you want that in a in a track like this, especially with as many entries as we have. Um, I think people kind of like the layout a little bit more than Phoenix because Phoenix is that type of uh, facility that it's it's more of a, a practice track, and and there's not too many passing opportunities there, so. Uh, this definitely provides a lot of that and it's, and it's a little bit smaller than it's smaller than NOLA. So you're not going to get as many passing opportunities as you would there. But again, it, I think it had the right balance.
0: Agreed. Now, so it's a parking lot. Again, the track Cal speed karting is based on the outside are located on the outside of turn four at auto club speedway, where they of course are on the NASCAR program, um, Interesting because it's uh, fully paved. There's no grass. There's no, you know, runoff like that, David. The minute the rain came down, the sealer becomes super slippery. And it's the, you know, the more coarse pavement off the sealer where the grip can be found. And it was, you know, we obviously saw guys try to stay on the inside still. But in a lot of the places, guys were running way wide and getting, you know, overshooting the apex like crazy. Like coming through turn number two to get way out onto the pavement. Turn and shoot it back, you know, kind of, kind of dime into the corner and shoot it back towards turn number four. It was track limits. We talked about them when we were at Homestead. We definitely had to talk about them again when we were uh, at CalSpeed.
1: Yeah, there's not as much curbing um, on the outside of the corners as you do see at Homestead. So, in a sense, yes, this is a open parking lot where Homestead they have massive curbs that they were going over. I mean, we saw that in in the video from round two. Uh, with with what was the last corner normally first corner, guys just basically using it as a jump, which in my opinion is just ridiculous. And sh- I mean, you shouldn't go on that side of the of the curbing. But anyway, LAKC's or not LAKC, but CalSpi is a completely different circuit to where there aren't there are very little outside uh, curbing, um, only only walls, and and that's what basically what they used were were uh, movable. Uh, plastic barriers as walls.
0: So in in the end, when when we're racing in the dry, it's fantastic. I like the track. I love the track in the dry. I got a chance to do some laps in the other direction with Josh Huff on one of his uh, 206 carts from JH Motorsports. Got a good feel for the track, just just the grip level itself. But in the rain, it really did make things interesting because guys were really creative. Let's put it that way in terms of where they were trying to get around. And, you know, we saw, I think we posted a a video on our Instagram. I'm not sure if we put on the Instagram or or the story of Kyle Wick running the outside, kind of running the cushion, coming through turn number five, which is the top of the hill, rolling back down into six, seven, and then, of course, the hairpin eight. And it really wasn't the fast way around. It looked good. He stayed in the throttle, but most guys were able to go around the inside, kind of climb the curb a little bit there and stay to the inside. The the track limits, of course, opened up. Uh, Joe Janowski, the director of competition, Allowing it in certain places, laying some, and actually David, we'll talk about this, kind of set the stage. He kind of laid out some some cones, right? You, yeah, you can go out, but only this far. So they had cones, kind of letting you go a little ways out, but not too far out of the track. No, it, it was uh,
1: it was very similar to what we saw uh, the, the month before at the Challenge in Americas, uh, especially in the same parts of the racetrack. Uh, you know what would what was two and three for Scuza. Uh, I think was, was a big focus and one that we could all see obviously from, from front grid. Um, the one I noticed when I was out on the racetrack for the main events on Saturday was, was, uh, the Cantino carousel. That's where guys were basically just going in there straight, getting past the sealer, cranking the wheel, and then straight on the, onto the exit. So that they had to set up a bunch of cones down there as well too, which you didn't really need to on the, uh, other direction of the race course so um yeah so there are two or three different areas that they did lay out some cones which you know it is what it is it's it's a parking lot you you kind of have to you it's it was either cones or walls and i think the cones helped helped save a lot of people
0: (laughs) final bit of this paddock pass section and we'll talk about the paddock itself it was full the week before as well, as the uh, LAKC, the Los Angeles Karting Championship, ran their first round the week before the Winter Nationals at Cal Speed, of course. And then getting uh, really good numbers with a lot of people coming in to, uh, uh, to test for the, for the Winter Nats and the Pro Tour opener. A lot of guys camped out for a couple of weeks there, getting dialed in and doing a lot of practice. And I think Ryan Norberg said it best, two weeks of practice on the racetrack and it rains on Saturday. So he just, I think he was like, man, we put a lot of time in here to be ready. And it's going to rain anyways. But um, one of the interesting things, David, and this is just part of the sport. Guys would come in, you know, they came in for the LAKC race. Well, LAKC's got their big sponsors and the teams that support the program. They're up front. Well, a lot of the teams of the pro tour who weren't part of that so many of them. Essentially, everybody had to go in, set up, put their tents up, and then take them all back down on Sunday night or Monday. To move to their different pit spot, there's a lot of work that got done on the Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday to get ready for the following week.
1: Yeah, it's just a a small little inconvenience. Uh, I mean, it's I mean you're not going anywhere. As we saw, many people on Monday and Tuesday had nothing to do, you know, looking for things to do in Rancho Cucamonga, which you know. (laughs) So you know, it's it's a it's a small little thing. Yeah, I understand. You know, they they want their spots, but again, you're you're going into somebody's home. You know, it's not like you're going to take the front, the, 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 the main seat on the couch, you know, yep, find true. somewhere else to sit. And then when 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 things start moving around, then you, then you can maybe sit where you want to go. But it, it's uh, yeah, you got to respect, you know, LAKC for making sure that they take care of their people uh, as they should.
0: Speaking of people trying to find things to do in Rancho Cucamonga, David, we end up ended up at Big Al's Sports Bar that one night. And I think a little known fact about David Cole is that you're a hell of a bowler. I didn't realize you could you could wail the ball like that.
1: Yeah, but I I I was uh shown up uh in two games by uh Mr. Uh, Chuck Gaffar.
0: Yeah, but Chuck Chuck the way he rolls the ball, he might as well use that that little thing they give the kids that it rolls down the middle, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not I it, like I told you it's not real bowling. Yeah, in my, but you in my know way.
1: what, just like in a race, it doesn't matter how fast you get to the checkered flag, <laughs> whoever gets their first wins.
0: Let's put it this way folks, if you're listening to us here on the Ecan Radio Network, David David can bowl like he's like, like on the PBA, this guy can roll. Like it was, I it was pretty impressive. Regardless if you were doing well, David, you, uh, you were getting it in the pocket. That was fun well, to watch. I, I didn't know that about Dude, i have known you for a long time. I didn't know you were that good. You know, bowl. Chuck, That's Chuck, you
1: know, even behind the wheel, when, it, when he's got to step up his game, he steps up his game and he ran, he bowled the best <laughs> he's ever had in his life. And so, you know, sometimes you gotta, you know, you, you take that as a compliment, you know, being I, the guy that yeah. I am, I take that as a compliment. He he had to bring his A
0: game, and he did.
1: You know, did, I mean, you, so, you I, almost got beat by a ten year old, so
0: I almost did. Yeah, I didn't though. <laughs> Thank goodness. Took him out out back and by the woodshed, <laughs> knocked him out. Make sure he couldn't bowl the bowl the final frame. All right, folks, that's it for the Paddy pass. We get back after this break. We're gonna, it's time to start talking about the racing that happened on the racetrack because there was a lot of good stuff. Some interesting names worked their way to the front. There were guys that we haven't seen for a while come back. Lots to talk about. The race report up next. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. Starting with the air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers and moving through the incredible X30 power plant for junior, senior, and masters, IAMI is providing much-needed stability for the sport. In 2018, the new KA-100 Rejet engine took the karting community by storm, and it will be a core class on the Skuza Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and the WKA Manufacturer's Cup Program. Watch for more regions, series, and events to get on board with the new IAMI Formula. This year, IAMI USA is debuting the new SSE 175cc shifter engine will be the foundation of Supercar's USA Gearbox competition for the future. The engine has been custom designed with a balanced equation of performance and reliability. We have two distribution centers in the U.S. to serve you well. Miami East in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Miami West in Temecula, California. The momentum is continuing to build, and it's time to make an investment in stabilizing your engine program. For more information, head to the website for your region. IAMIUSAEAST.COM or Iameusawest.com. IAMI, the heart of karting. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience. We can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all of our products are just a mouse click away and we ship daily. We're constantly adding new products to our online store, so keep checking back. We specialize in IME engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find Molecule Cleaning Products, minus 273 racing gloves, micron gauges and components, and both MG and Bridgestone tires. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come and join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start to finish support at race events for many years, providing a helping hand on a weekday test outing or at a club event to full arrive and drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. 2019, we'll be attending the Supercart USA Winter Series, WK Manufacturer's Cup, United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Kart Racing Series. And we'd love to have you under our tent at Merlin Nation. For all things karting, visit FranklinCart.com. Attention carters of the Midwest. Supercarts USA is back. Scoozer is returning to its roots with the launch of the new Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge. It's four events at three great venues, Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Newcastle Motorsports Park, Concept Haulers Motor Speedway, and Road America. This is your chance to run all the Scoozer categories at X30, KA100, Mini, and Micro Swift. And of course, it's SCUZA where SCUZA was born. So, the shifter carts will be front and center. The Great Lakes Pro Car Challenge will be your place to race stock Honda and the awesome new IAMI SSE 175cc shifter. Finally, Midwest racers can compete in a Scuza Regional Series, and if it's your goal, prepare for the National Pro Tour. Follow Supercards USA's newest regional program on Facebook at Scuza Great Lakes PKC and on Instagram go to be the Great Lakes welcome back to episode number 42 of the ekN debrief David Cole and I Rob Howden working our way through the breakdown of the winter Nationals the first round of the 2019 Supercarts USA Pro tour it was the first week of March so yeah we're a couple of weeks away but man I went I went straight from the uh, Straight from the Weir Nationals to the opening round of the NTT IndyCar Series on the road to Indy at St. Petersburg. David was home just enough time to shower, do some laundry, and head back uh, to Tucson for the second rounds of the Challenge of the Americas. So no time for us to sit down and get this debrief done. That's why we're doing it here on Wednesday, the 13th of March. On Friday, we're going to do the debrief for the Challenge of the Americas, the Coda Race. So get ready. We got some podcasts coming. Moving now into the race report, presented by Acceleration Kart Racing. Acceleration Kart Racing has everything you need to go racing, from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from, and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 40 years of kart racing under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration car Racing your go-to source for everything karting. All right, David, let's jump in here. Uh, Pro Shifter 1 and 2, essentially the national debut of the new IAMI SSE 175 CC Power Plant. Some pretty good numbers, as we said earlier. It didn't actually hit the actual numbers. 11 in the Pro 1 class, 13 in Pro 2. And, man, yeah, you know what? Pretty evenly matched because... You know, let's just put it this way: Race Liberante, the driver to watch, as he stepped up big time in the Pro Two class. But we had, you know, the old school guys: National One, National Two, Number 3, National Three, Myers, Wick, and Musgrave. But you throw Matias Ramirez in there, Andrew Bedozo in there. All in all, I thought that the the Pro stuff was really good, especially when you got twenty four carts on the racetrack.
1: Yeah, when you have a full field like that racing together, which is something we haven't had happen at the pro tour level. Typically they had the one separated from the twos, uh, the last two last year that when they combined, uh, the two categories. So, uh, that made it a little bit interesting and obviously, uh, decided some of the, <laughs> some of the racing, uh, as the weekend went on. So I, it was a shock to see that, but it was good to see that because again, these categories are very evenly matched. You know, we, we see a lot of times that, the the number, the pro two category actually qualifies yeah. pro one in certain races. Yeah. So uh, the speeds there, it's, it's racecraft, And I think that's kind of what what separates uh, the one from the twos.
0: All right. So Saturday in the wets, uh, Matias Ramirez uh, qualifying pole for the pro one class race Liberante, as we said, coming back, you know, race is a guy, Dave, we watched run in the junior categories in, over the years past. He's back in the sport doing some driver coaching prep shop uh, he's a, essentially a West Coast dealer for uh, Comp Card as well. He was racing with with J Three Competition, and I'll tell you, East
1: Coast, East Coast East Coast,
0: probably. But, but, dude, he came out of the gate strong, coming with those guys uh, running in the Pro Two category. Talk a little bit about your thoughts. I, I were you, I, I don't want, I don't want to use the word surprise because it's almost negative. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. He showed such good pace.
1: Well, the surprise is the fact that he's been out of the seat for so long, other in, in a race capacity. Yes, obviously he's tested and and obviously worked with drivers doing you know driver coaching, but and then coming but coming home to Cal Speed where he's done numerous laps, uh, I think really helped uh, solidify himself, and he really showed it in the pre final when he just dominated the entire field sure. to uh, to just walk away with the, the pre final win.
0: What are you thinking if you're a, a pro shifter, one guy? And you're getting your ass handed to you by the pro two guy, because again, race is a pro two f- for sure. Right. It's not like he's running all the time. He hasn't run over the last couple of years. He, he flat smoked them in the pre-final.
1: Well, again, it's, it's comf- being comfortable with the cart comfortable with a racetrack. He had both of those. So um, I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of a slap in the face because a pro two two guy is beating you, but you know, with it being the rain racing that it was, I mean, other than probably AJ Myers, I don't, and and kyle wick um you know i would kind of just throw it up in the air to whoever can stay in 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 clear track
0: yeah again he just once he was out there knocking the all the all the you just see how good he looked just knocking the marks down he had a good line he, wherever he was he felt comfortable with it i was really impressed now let's move fat let's fast forward to the main event david because uh in the pro shifter one class what i thought was very interesting is over the start of the year with the Mad Old Nut Racing guys and Croc Promotion USA, it's been AJ Myers, right? AJ's been the guy. He went on the streak, won three of the four Winter Series races. I, did he, I think he he won the first two Rock uh, Florida Winter Tour races as well. Um, so he's been the kind of lead guy on the team. As they move forward then into the this rain race, this first main event of the year for the Pro Tour, it was actually Andrew Bredozo who stepped up and... Stepped up in a big way. Now, of course, Meyer started deep in the field. You can talk about that. Now he was a hard charger. But Badozo out front got the job done, and it was, I think, cool to have that. He was able to finally get that win for Todd Ullman and everybody at, at Mad Old Nut Racing who've really kind of you know gotten behind him and given him kind of a second lease in life here at the national level.
1: Oh, for sure. Because, uh, you know, a year you look at him a year ago, he's a wrench. He's he's going around driver coaching and and wrenching and and, you know, really racing wasn't on the horizon. And then he gets hooked up with Mattel, not racing. And all of a sudden he's behind the wheel again. And I think he's he's found a new home and it obviously showed. And he the guy definitely has the wet wet weather skills because to be able to to navigate uh, the conditions that everybody had Saturday and to just walk away from the field. Uh, as he did, he obviously got out to a good jump uh, from the main from the start um, as, you know, uh, Liberante had a had a bit of an issue getting off the line. Yeah. Uh, so that that dropped him back probably five or six spots. And so it was a it was a big, mad scramble through the first opening corners. And, and Brudoza was just able to 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 um, capitalize on it and just walked away for for his first big main victory.
0: Yeah, it was a huge national win for Andrew. Uh, A.J. Myers' teammate uh, works his way from 15th all the way up into second for a solid Croc promotion, USA 1-2. Rory Vanderster ends up rounding out the top three to start off the new season. In the uh, Pro 2 class, as David said, uh, not a great start for Liberante, but he does turn the overall fast lap of the race, gets himself back into position. He wins in Pro 2. Max Hewitt for CRG Nordam ends up in second. And Calvin Ming, who's ran the last number of years, uh, in the Road to Indy in USF 2000, uh, has elected to kind of take a, a year off from from his car racing stuff. He's going to do maybe a couple of races here and there in a Radical, but concentrating on his schooling. But it says, hey, you know what? I'll go back karting a bit. And uh, Calvin looking really good. He's running with the uh, the guys at MRC on an Illuminos. Ends up uh, finishing in the third spot. But, David, let's cap off the, the, the shifter set side here on Saturday with uh, Badozo coming to the line to get the checkered flag.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it unfortunately nobody really has any footage of it because it was something that nobody was set up for. Uh, Andrew had decided and was gauging it for the last laps of the race to do a complete three sixty as he crossed the line and ended up, uh, you know, pulling off a perfect ten, uh, getting getting the cart ripped whipped around in a three sixty and and crossing the line uh, in the in the correct direction uh as he took the checker flag so again you know no 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 video of it because again you got you're set on uh getting the guy celebrating and yeah, and yeah. the why we needed we really really wide angle or a, or some type of 360 camera on him
0: well first first thing pretty risky number one what if something happened right what well like if
1: you knew andrew you know that's <laughs> right? that's that's, that's kind of how he is he's very risky uh he's willing to take chances and and I think he knew he, he had the car control, obviously, being as far out front as he was.
0: Well, number two, it's coming out of Long Beach, which is the right-hand hairpin that leads kind of down into the, you know, off there coming up to, to the line. And there was, I don't want to say a lot of standing water at that point, but the track was still very wet in that particular area, right? That's where the water kind of kind of accumulates. Oh, the there, track. there was so,
1: no dry line. Yeah, he had no worries no, exactly. about that.
0: Yeah, so he just spun it around nicely. I, I thought... I thought he may be going around, but yeah, he did a full 360 to, to come back to the line. A little, little exclamation point to cap things off. All right, David, fast forward now to Sunday dry racing, uh, dry tires, drying tractor and qualifying. Alex keys ends up qualifying P one in the pro shifter category. Justin Taylor actually looked really good in pro shifter too, but let's move then into the pre-final where the track was a lot, was pretty much fully dry. And we saw, we saw Kyle Wick step to the forefront.
1: Yeah, again, one of those sessions where you, it's your first dry session since Friday. So it's who can who can find the right setup and and time things right. And Wick was able to do that uh, in the pre-final with uh, uh, Liberante. Again, quickest in, in Pro 2 uh, ended up finishing fourth overall uh, in the pre-final to to lead the Pro 2 guys.
0: Yeah, so all in all, a couple of the guys still up front. We expected to be up front. Wick was still pretty strong on on in the wet on Saturday. Main event time, though, uh, a couple things to, to pick up on. First and foremost, a big win for AJ Myers. He comes back, and again, mad old nut racing and croc promotion go back-to-back with wins. But Dozo in second, they flip-flop back and forth. Kyle Wick ends up with a fast lap in third. But maybe more importantly, David, let's chat a little bit about what happened to Billy Musgrave in that race because, man, it's... You know, when you talk about Musgrave, who's got three Super Nationals wins already to his credit. He won an S2. He's back-to-back an S1 Pro Shifter as a, as a Super Nats champion. The thing that he wants, that trophy he wants to put on the on the mantle, is the Pro Tour Championship. And what a tough way to get things underway.
1: It is, it's especially tough because it's his home track. I mean, nobody has more laps around that place than probably he does in the last five years. So to to to, to show the way he did, uh at home it's it's very tough it's it's almost similar to what happened at newcastle where he came in leading as a championship leader and left as as a third place guy so yeah. uh it's it's kind of two back-to-back weekends at the pro tour that have uh not been kind to uh to billy musgrave
0: so early in early in the race folks he was running out, I, he was moving he, he, he was qualify. there no he was he was moving up right yeah. fourth or something like that maybe uh he was moving up and i I I didn't I haven't got confirmation on this, but essentially when you came out of four, there were some you know some barriers there on the outside. They're not tied down. It's potential that somebody might have got into a barrier, pushed it out a little bit, whatever it may be. But coming out of that corner on a, on a corner, he's nailed many 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 times. Just tapped the left rear, bent the axle, rolled around, turn five, came back off before turn six on the yep. inside.
1: Yeah, that's so exactly that's pretty access. much what he told me in pit lane. Yeah. And, and to be honest, he wasn't the only one uh, who made contact with those barriers as well, because yeah. uh, when you're when you go back to the pro two race, Liberante, again, had a big lead going, really didn't have to push anything hard. I mean, we're talking what probably like a five second lead maybe over hey, it was, over yeah. uh, the next pro two guy. And he bat- he was battling with uh, pro one driver uh, Kyle Wick. The two kind of were racing really tough, and uh, Liberante got on the outside of the of the corner and made contact with the same barriers as well too. Very hard impact.
0: Yeah, coming through turn number four, Kyle Wick, Wick of course trying to reel in the uh, the Pro One leader, so he made a you know a strong move to the inside coming in turn four. Got up on the curbing a little bit. The cart shot a bit to the left, just enough to touch Liberante who. Didn't probably give him a ne- enough room, knowing that he had the lead already, and of course he went out. Just touched the re- the the, uh, the left rear, similar to Musgrave, but instead of instead of actually just bending the axle, it actually just drug him right into the into the barriers, and he was done. So that kind of throws things wide open. It's going to be a, a drop for Liberante. It's going to be a drop for Musgrave. You never want to take that drop too early. In the end, David, though, it's all Lone Star, right? Lone Star State, an all Texas podium. Max Hewitt ends up getting the win um, Alavia in second and Hosey in third. So, uh, the Texans were pretty happy. It was an all Whataburger, uh, uh, podium for pro two. All three different
1: chassis as well, too. It was CRG, uh, x and the Illuminos.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. CRG Nordam, Crosslink and, uh, Hosey running with the guys from MRC. So, uh, yeah, pretty impressive run all all told. Any other notes you want to drop in on this one here, David, uh, to wrap up pro shifter one and two.
1: No, I think that about covers it. Again, you know Musgrave, you know P five on Saturday, so he still has that there. You know, but but uh, yeah, as you said, it's very hard to overcome that drop race uh, so early.
0: Yeah, when I when I saw Billy, I just said, "Dude, you got four races to win, (laughs) right?" He really needs just to go win the next four races to win this championship.
1: Yeah, and there's there's it's you can't you can't say it can't be done because it's been no,
0: hell yeah, you can get out there and can get a good feel for the track up in, up in Utah and uh, and then go to Newcastle and get the job done like you said. Moving on to X30 senior David good numbers in X30 senior 48 in total and a lot of talented drivers. Man, you know we get the you get Oliver Hodgson coming in, the 2017 Miami International final winner. You know Joshua Carback for the program as well with Crosslink Competition. Christian Brooks is in the fight, Ryan Norberg, it's just Dude, there were just some good guys rolling, and let's 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 get started with the rain race on Saturday.
1: Well, Carr ended up actually coming out on top, which we saw last week at the LAKC race where he won in the dry. Well, Carr had obviously showed his rain skills, uh, qualifying P one and, and qualifying, but it was actually Brooks who really shined uh, throughout the wet weather on Saturday as as he came out as the pre final winner. And just flat out dominated the the main event uh, for his vi- for another victory on the pro tour level uh, for Brooks.
0: David, do you go back to to Christian's couple of years there in the Red Bull Global Rally Cross with the car control? Because re- really, you know, Global Rally Cross, the, the whole program, all about car control, and and Christian just he just looked like he had things absolutely handled. Did he not? I don't think it didn't hurt him. <laughs> no, I no. mean, uh, it wasn't hindered.
1: yeah, it's all about throttle really. Uh, you yeah. know, as we see, and you know, that from, from racing in, in dirt, you got to have that throttle control and, and, and be able to, to, to manage as a power getting down and going, you know, getting straight as quick as you can. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, that rally cross stuff is really should help Brooks out. <laughs>
0: Opening race of the Pro Tour, obviously very important. Everybody wants to get out of the gate with a good result. Uh, Austin Garrison, uh, you know, proven to the guys at CRG Nordam that he was uh, worth getting in the program. He gets fast lap of the race as well. And Joshua Carr, who qualified P1, ends up P3 for cross-link competition. So, three solid drivers uh, getting things underway. Move to Sunday, dry racing, wet or dry, doesn't matter. Joshua Carr on top again in qualifying. Um, he's going to be really tough. I think that you know he won the super nats a couple of years ago, um, two years ago, right? Yeah, but it, know, it didn't win it on yep. the racetrack. 17. It was Travis Anuto that actually won, but the penalty puts Car to P one. But this guy's got skills, and uh, you know what? All let's just put it this way: first and foremost, he dominates the day. He wins the qualifies, pole, wins the pre final, and is just absolutely perfect in the main event. You know, David, when we're calling that race, he's knocking it up the lap times. He was knocking off. For the entire the entire run within two tenths of a second.
1: Yeah, he had very consistent lap times, you know, very familiar with the circuit, obviously, as we talked about winning last the weekend yeah. before. And, you know, I mean, the the talent level that we had racing at the Pro Tour in this category was phenomenal. And and he was just, you know, the highlight of that day, uh being one of them. And, and again, starts out as the championship leader right now, uh, leaving uh the winter nationals.
0: The only thing, the only thing I feel bad about a little bit with Carr was he was so far out front and and was just getting the job done that we were kind of looking back into the field, right? Who we're going to talk to because, you know, Brooks had trouble in qualifying, qualifies deep, I think 32nd or something like that. Then he races up into the mid pack in the pre-final, then works his way forward to like P5, I think on the track. I think it was P5 at one point. Ends up P4 after a penalty, but man. You know, that We were watching Brooks come through because he was just an, an absolute bear coming yeah, through. Yeah, Brooks
1: in. was one that uh, that was the basically hard charger of the race. Uh, Dante U was another, though. Uh, he was not in the top five uh, after the pre-final, and Yu was able to climb his way. I think it was even outside the top ten and climbed his way up forward into uh, the second spot. And then uh, Oliver Hodgson uh, was able to, to to wrap up the podium in third. But uh, that penalty you spoke of was uh, Mr. Ryan Norberg, our three-time champion. Um, again, yeah. something we didn't see and something we haven't heard back yet from the officials. But uh, a penalty for passing under the yellow, which took his second-place uh, position away and dropped him down to ninth in the final tally.
0: Yeah, tough one for him. I do agree with Dante You That was a lot of fun to watch, you know christian coming with the speed he has from from mid-pack was like 15th or 16th i think he started a little easier to pass some of the earlier guys but when you get obviously when you get closer to the front the guys get harder and dante was past the tough guys and and the, the uh the precision that he was using the aggressive passes he would get to somebody and as we always say don't wait get when you get there don't fall to their pace be decisive and that's what he did and i was uh it's not surprising. You know, Dante's been one of the top drivers over the last couple of years. He's going to do some F4 racing this year as well. But I thought that was a really impressive run. Yeah, Dante, he'll, you. Be, he'll, be,
1: he'll be racing against Carr. <laughs>
0: that's true. You're right. Yeah, both Joshua Carr and Dante U are uh, planning to run in the F4 US Championship this year. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, there could be some more guys running uh, for some of the information I know running in that program as well. So let's just say that's not the only guy that was in that race that could be running F4 this year. Uh, David, let's move to the G1 Gladiator class and the S4 Master Stock Honda. We can probably wrap it up pretty quickly. Uh, S4 Master Stock Honda only three drivers really, I think, ran the whole weekend, so we can just knock that out quick. But uh, uh, let's let's we'll do that afterwards. Let's go G1 because again, Jordan Musser has was undefeated throughout the start of the season. But John Crow, man, last, so you got Musser last year's S4 Master champion. You got John Crow last year's S4 Supermaster champion and I got to say Crow I think he was a handful for Musser on this particular weekend.
1: Yes, he was for sure. Uh, I think I think the wet weather kind of threw Crow off a little bit, but uh once things dried up on Sunday, uh Crow really had the pace to uh to challenge Musser and and, you know, as again, as we saw in the main event, led for a majority of the race until Musser was able to get by uh, in the final few circuits and uh, secure that uh, perfect record he has going <laughs> in 2019. Again,
0: right? He wins. He gets qualifies pull, wins the pre-final, wins the race on both Saturday and Sunday, stretching the uh, the streak he started at the Scusa Winter Series in Homestead in January and February. In the, uh, the S4 Master Stock Honda class, we actually had one driver and master and a couple were entered in Supermaster. Those drivers came down to run, uh, or yeah, said, "Hey, we'll re- we'll run S four master." Ended up being um, Harrelson, uh, Brett Harrelson, winning both days. Uh, Garcia was second on Saturday. Schilling was third, and on Sunday it was Ken Schilling in second, and Garcia in the third spot. In fact, I don't think Garcia actually even ran on uh, on Sunday. So, all in all, David. Uh, you know, not great numbers for the G one Gladiator class. Only four. Uh, doesn't. I don't say it doesn't bode well. Again, it's the. It's just getting started. We'll see how many Masters drivers step up to, to come and run. Um, it's interesting when we talk about the motor because I talked to Tom Dyer on the weekend uh, at Saint Petersburg because he's doing some coaching with a couple of drivers in USF two thousand. And <laughs> he was just absolutely over the moon with this new Miami one seventy five CC. He said he hasn't felt that had that much fun driving a shifter. Since back in the Mod Moto days, he just said he absolutely loved it. Uh, Andrew's Crone, who does IndyCar radio as the as the analyst uh, and a Carter himself, of course, back in the days, he was asking Tom, you know, he he wanted to buy a shifter, and Tom said, "Get a 175." He goes, "Trust me, you will, you'll never have had that much fun." So, Dyer's a guy that loves it. He's had a chance to drive it, and uh, he just thinks it's an absolute blast to drive. And I think that's what's going to happen. People are going to realize that that that's where it's going to be for a, a number of people. They want that absolute exhilaration and it's just going to take time what whether or not we see many people jump into the g1 program the bottom line is the engine really is has a high fun factor
1: yeah there i'm trying to remember who else compared it to that but yeah you're correct uh that's typically how that uh that motor package handles it's 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 a it's a souped up mod motor <laughs> if you yeah. want to compare it to that so uh yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it pans out uh again and in, in you know it might not be what what some of these uh, master drivers want in, in, in the in the long term I things. So uh, we'll see how we'll see how everything shakes out once we get up to to uh, Utah in May.
0: Yeah, and as we said before, guys, twenty four drivers in Pro One and Pro Two. That's a pretty solid field there, and that's we're talking about the first national. So as more guys jump on board with the uh, with the one seventy five, we're going to see potentially thirty carts or forty carts near the end of the end of the year, and expect a full field. Uh, of course, when we get to the Super Nationals in November. What happens to Stock Honda now on the National Series with just three drivers showing up? I, I would have to say that Scuza would potentially say, hey, if we don't get 10 guys, we're not going to run it. Um, it. That This particular weekend could have spelled the end for Stock Honda on the National level. David, moving into X30 Master and Super Master. For me, I'm always jacked when somebody wins their first National. You know, I think I love that. I, I love when a guy wins that first big race. On Saturday in the rain, uh, Jess Peterson gets the uh, gets the, the qualifying top time. DJRT's uh, first quick in uh, in Supermaster, but it was Vatcha Tatikin who kind of showed up and, and stepped up in the pre final. And for him to be able to score the win in the main event over some pretty strong drivers, we're talking regional and national champions, world level drivers. Uh, Tatikin was over the moon with that win on Saturday.
1: Yeah, he was um, he was among the many on Saturday that were able to uh, to notch their first excuse the pro tour victory. Uh, but again, I think he was one of the most happiest drivers uh, in the paddock Saturday uh, <laughs> uh, uh, after that victory, because again, it's, he's been one of those guys that has been here since the beginning. So uh, another long, uh, long-term racer that's been part of the program and to be able to finally get that uh, at home track is, is probably is a, is a good plus for him. And, and again, as you said, to do it over a Derek Wang, a two-time pro tour champion, and uh, Jess Peterson, who probably will likely be one of those Pro Tour champions in the future.
0: Yeah, throw Matt Johnson in there as well. Exactly, yeah. John. <laughs> <Right? yep. laughs> so anyways, in the uh, in the Supermaster category on uh, on Saturday, Steve Wiener. Talk about Steve Wiener being able to handle the wet. Now granted, it's perfect for his upper body weight. You know, he's a, he's a taller guy, but... And even in the even in the dry on on Sunday he started running good.
1: Yeah, he, but Wiener, was he was strong on on Saturday. He, he won the pre-final on Saturday and and led the main event on Sunday as well too, uh but ended up uh uh spinning, I believe, out of the out of the race or off, at least off the podium. But even on Sunday uh led uh probably what, the first four or five laps uh in the dry <laughs> as well too. So uh you know, he keeps he the more he keeps in the seats, uh, you know, because he's been in in, in a couple of three or four races already this year. So I think the more he stays in the seats, uh, you're just gonna keep seeing him get quicker and quicker.
0: Top three drivers in the wet on Saturday. Martin, Persing, and Ortiz in the uh the X30 Supermasters class. Dave, let's jump into Sunday. Again, the you know, the 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 drying qualifying run, then dry for the rest of the day. Derek Wang coming back at it. It's interesting because coming in you had talked about the fact that he suffered a bit of a rib injury uh when you were there for the Challenge of the Americas race he still I think was battling it and you would expect that he would have been better in the wet on Saturday but he actually started pretty impressively in the dry.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got uh again, he had the laps from Challenge of America's weekend obviously in the in the opposite direction but still understood the uh the the the, the what needed to be done in the dry and, and him in... uh and I think it was working with Stepanova and Nikhil that weekend. Yep. Uh, but yep. Uh, they were able to work to work out uh, to where he was quick in both wet and the dry. So, uh, again, the, the the rib injury was thankfully uh, not as severe as what it was a month ago. So he had that three week uh, standby to let it uh, come back to, to somewhat normal. But, uh, you know, again, he didn't win. Uh, he wasn't. The prov- yeah, yeah he that. was not the provisional yeah. winner. So uh, it ended up being, you know, as we talked about, Johnson struggled in the wet, just could not uh, could not really come up to speed with uh, with the rest of the guys that uh, were on the podium on Saturday. So he came out Sunday with vengeance uh, and was leading the main event, got to the front and crossed the line as a provisional winner. But a pushback penalty uh, dropped him down and which would have gave the win to just Peterson who also had a pushback bumper penalty, (laughs) thus moving Wang up from third to first, uh, which dropped Johnson bound to second and then Peterson to third because they had such big lead over fourth place.
0: Yeah, definitely tightening up the points for sure in in that category. Uh, In the Supermasters class on Sunday, Persing actually getting the race win, Martin in second and Ortiz back to third once again. All right, folks, there's the first, what? we got four categories, four, five, six categories with some of the double classes. After this break, we're going to come back. We're going to go through X30 Jr., uh, KA100 Jr. and Sr., Mini and have to wrap up our essential review of the opening round of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network.
1: You probably know Nitro Kart for making a class leading cadet chassis, the kart that swept the 2018 Scusa Supernats cadet divisions and has won scores of races and championships all over the country. But did you know that Nitro Kart offers a full range of karts including a kid kart and a brand new full size chassis?
2: Now racers of all ages can enjoy the Nitro Kart advantage of premium components, superior performance and a wide range of tunable handling. All 2019 Nitro Carts are in stock now. So call Nick Tucker at
1: 704-818-7868 and order yours today. Hi, I'm Ashley Harrow, a multi-time international champion. But most kids know me as coach. Under the tent, we aren't just friends.
2: Everyone grows to become family. It all breaks down to two simple choices. You can either spend your time winning with us or spend your time trying to
0: beat us.
1: Nitro Cars, race one or chase
0: one.
2: This is Randy Kugler, voice of the Quincy Grand Prix. South Park will come alive June 8th and 9th with over 15,000 spectators and some of the best kart racers from all over the country. Great partners such as Margay Racing and Hoosier Tires make this a racing experience like no other. Karting legends Scott Pruitt, Terry Trader, and Randy and Rick Folks. As some of their biggest racing accomplishments at this prestigious event. Race fans will be on their feet as the competitors will battle for the coveted Gussie Award, named after the event's founder, the late Gus Trader. This year's event will be more fan friendly than ever, with Wi-Fi throughout the park, more vantage points to view the excitement, more concessions, and even a greater selection of merchandise and souvenirs. The place to be June 8th and 9th, the Quincy Grand Prix. Karting's Formula One of street racing where legends are made. Let's do it in the park this year. For more information, visit our website at Quincy
0: Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, our forty second edition of the debrief. Dave, that's uh that's pretty big. We're gonna we're almost ready to f- hit the fifty pretty soon. I dig it.
1: Do you get me something um, silver or is that twenty that was twenty five, isn't it? Is this, that this was twenty five, I
0: think. What is this is gold? <laughs> something gold. Wow. Oh man, I don't know all right, we'll figure something out. Is there a gold labeled rum I can get you? Mount Gay's got some gold Sounds under, good. on the label, doesn't it? You like that? It works? All right. So we get the 50. I'll buy you a bottle of Mount Gay. How's that sound?
1: I'm, I'm already thinking about it. <laughs>
0: I'm going to lose you for the next like five or 10 minutes. Yeah, you, you just cover Junior. <laughs> Acc- Acceleration Kart Racing, the sponsor of our race report here today on this edition of The Debrief, again, brought to you by Croc Promotion USA. X30 Junior. Um you know, David. Every year we watch the young guys come up from the uh, from the uh, from the mini Swift class into junior, and see who's going to kind of step up. But the other thing we watch is, depending on which which tracks we go to, we'll find in some drivers who are who are um, you know locals. They get a chance, you know, that local knowledge. We saw some of that this particular weekend as well uh, in the wet weather for X thirty Junior Connor Zilich. Uh, Stepping up to qualify on the pole position, and uh, he was actually. This is put this way: Zilich was right in the hunt uh, all weekend long. He was good in the K one hundred junior class as well. You know, David, you you get to see Connor a lot more than I do, mainly because he runs so many different programs. But this is a kid that that I got to expect we're going to see win a bunch of junior races here this year.
1: Yeah, moved up halfway of last year up to the junior category, and and has been doing a lot of international racing as well too, and ironically just like wang had a rib injury last month i believe in florida so uh, he actually went over to tillet to get a, a custom made rib uh, rib uh, protector oh, uh, for the weekend and it seemed to not phase him at all so uh, again you know in the wet weather doesn't really hurt you as much but uh, really showed uh, showed his uh, wet weather skills throughout the day on saturday
0: yeah, Connor qualified Paul, I said, won the pre-final. Ends up finishing second, actually, in the main event because it was a young Canadian, Dale Curran, who they put on a show, did he not? Like, he just, he got out front, and, you know, when you're out front, true, if you've, anybody's racing in the rain, you're not getting hammered with a spray. Visor stays clean for, for the most part. Uh, Dale Curran just, you know, came out and actually flat put on a show, and, and the cool thing was, he was actually fast in Friday afternoon's final practice session in the dry. You know, we got a chance to interview him on the ECAN radio network in our broad, live broadcast. Felt really good with the track, really liked it. But man, even in the wet, David, Dale Curran uh, running for Nash Motorsports, the young Canadian driver getting the job done.
1: Yeah, he was super quick in, in the dry. And, you know, when you talk to him Friday, wasn't quite sure you know, exactly how, uh, you know, how he would fare in the wet. That's true,
0: because we we knew it was coming. We knew the rain was coming, yeah. But,
1: you know, it just took qualifying and pre-final for him to really come up to speed with it and jumped up to the front uh, in the main event.
0: Uh, Zilich, as I said, finishing in second spot, local driver Ethan Ho rounding out the top three. A little bit of local knowledge there for Ethan, and you're going to hear his name more when we talk about k 100 Jr. Fast lap of the race went to Cole Morgan, another one of the drivers jumping up from the Mini Swift category. Fast forward to Sunday, and um, Noel Leon from CRG Nordam, the, the young driver from Mexico who starred in the winter series qualifying on the pole position. But from there, David, a young pilot I've watched for a couple of years through the Texas Pro Car Challenge, Branyan Tyner, was I think his turn to kind of step to the forefront. You and I w- watch this a lot when a driver will get that feel. They kind of finally hit their, you know, hit their stride. And I think this particular weekend, it was Brandon Tyner, man. Was he ever good in the pre-final? And I think you use that momentum, that confidence to jump right into the main event. He ends up scoring his first national victory.
1: Yeah. Again, the the category went from wet to dry between the qualifying yeah. and pre finals So the pre-final was kind of the shakedown of who had the right setup at that right time. And, and Tyner was one of them being... Uh, uh, one of the RPG drivers that had tested at the LAKC weekend last weekend, he actually had to leave early. Didn't get to race the <laughs> LAKC finals because he had to go back to Texas to be at school on Monday. So, uh, so he was again one of the front runners that weekend, and and it surely sh- surely sh- showed uh, the the talent that he's developed into uh, uh, throughout the uh, the last couple of years to be able to uh, just dominate in the final as he did.
0: Tyner's been working with the guys at Rawlison Performance Group for the last couple of years. Jason Leung uh, has uh, hooked up with them this year to run with RPG and Mike Rawlison. Josh Pearson, the same. And the reason why I throw those three names out there, Tyner, Leung, and Pearson, is because they were, uh, it was all Rawlison, one, two, three, as Leung uh, was on the charge. He moved up nine spots to second, five spot advancement for Josh Pearson. So nothing but Rawlison Performance Group suits on the podium. And it was interesting in talking to Mike Rawlison afterwards. He was kind of go back through the record books. The la- and he was correct. The last time any driver, any team has ever swept the podium at the Super or at the at the uh, the Scusa Pro Tour was back in 2013 at Grand Junction, at the Summer Nats. And it, again, was Rawlison Performance Group. Now, David, off the top of your head, I know what the pictures came out. Can you name the three drivers that were on the podium at the Summer Nats that year? Oh yeah, do it.
1: I can't remember position, but I can. It's pretty sure it was Austin Verstig, yeah, uh, B- Luke Selican, and Blaine Rocha.
0: Blaine Rocha, I think. I think Versteig won it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but
1: I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but that's it's it's impressive for Rawls, and especially you know you you look at uh, guys like Tyner, especially Josh Pearson. He's been racing with those guys for a while, and you know obviously the Mike Rawls's program is all about driver development. They do a lot of work uh, on track, you know, lead follows and actual wheel to wheel racing with their young drivers. And it was it was good to see. Uh, both uh, all, Tyner, Leong, and Pearson all being able to capitalize and and, and work their way there. Uh, fast lap went to Carson Morgan. So the Morgan's uh, getting some quick laps in the main events. Carson actually up 20 spots, uh, finishing in 19th as the hard charger started at the very tail of the field. Good racing all in, in all, David, in the X30 junior class with, what, 40-something guys in the field. What was it, 40? Looking at my numbers here. 43 in the field. Man, I just... I don't care where you're racing in that field. I don't care if you're running for 35th, 25th, 15th, or 5th. It's just hardcore racing in that class. There's no doubt.
1: It is. And it's a category that saw two new winners uh, with Curran and and Tyner. Uh, The K100 junior category also had a new winner who actually won both days.
0: Fill that in. Go for it. Because I know that you talked about the fact how many new winners we had on this particular weekend.
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously the K100 Junior category making its debut on the Pro Tour. Uh, we saw it at the Super Nationals uh, at the end of 2018. So it's uh, become a Pro Tour category this year. Uh, and again, some of the same drivers that we see in X30 Junior at the front were doing double duty in racing K100 Junior. So among them being Ethan Hull, who came out uh, on top and qualifying at his home track. Uh, But it was Zillich who came out with the pre-final win uh, in wet weather. But in the main event, uh, Ethan was able to secure the top spots, uh, grabbing his first uh, Pro Tour victory uh, over Zillich, who had fast lap, and then William Cox with his first Pro Tour podium.
0: Always cool to see somebody, uh, you know, step up and get that win at home, right? You know, it's just if that's the home track, you want to make sure you do well when the national comes. And and Ethan was able to get the job done again. But David, he comes back and does it again in the dry on Sunday. And I, I love the back-to-back, right? The wet and the dry, that really proves that, you know, you have the skills, you know the track, but to go back-to-back on a Pro Tour weekend, I think it's huge for Ethan Ho.
1: Yeah, I think to go back-to-back in two different weather conditions is yeah. even, even more better, even more better. I can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, a, It's been it. a long two weeks. I need, I need a nap.
0: A I agree. I'm <laughs> exhausted. I am. I'm tired as hell. I need. To it's see. even more.
1: It's even more impressive. Is what I was trying go. to say. That's so a better word. I, you know, hey to, to be able, to. hey Dave,
0: that that word was
1: more better. I know it was more better. <laughs> I should just get a tattoo on my arm that says more better. <laughs> you know,
0: mo better. Uh, continue, go. I, I apologize.
1: Yeah. So again, uh, the transition from wet to dry on Saturday, uh, Kiffin Simpson actually came out and qualifying as a fast driver, but Ho was able to, uh, to show his speed in the dry weather, uh, winning both the pre-final and the main event, uh, the main event, again, another race where he just kind of drove away from the rest of the field. Uh, a great junior debut for Diego LaRocque, uh, able to score seconds. Uh, in the main event uh, over Indeed. Simpson with Fast Lap of the Race.
0: Indeed, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how this K100 Junior program works. You know, David and I have been vocal that we're not uh, overly huge fans that the class is on the national level. We think it's more of a club and regional program. But what this may do, David, with the drivers who focus so much on national level racing, there are some potentially coming out of the, the Mini Swift class that could move up to K100 for a year before they go into X thirty junior, I think that may be a good stopping point for some drivers, maybe not quite ready uh, to make the move to junior, but are age eligible well, to move into a you know a higher. Well, class. in a
1: perfect world, it would it would be required. I think uh, yeah, right. in my in my perfect world, at least I would I would almost require it for anybody under the age of twelve. Um, but again, you know things are changing, age limits are changing all over the place. So I guess I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, yeah, I, no, I let, you know what. I really like that idea. If you are if you think you're, you want to move your kid into the junior categories because he's either too big or you're just ready to move him, yeah, why not say, listen, if you're under the age of 12, you got to go to K100 Junior first. You know what? We'll uh, pass that by the good folks at SCUZA. Dave, I think that's a great idea. I love it.
1: Yeah, a lot of my ideas get ignored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one, though. Listen, come on. You know, You've been around it, a long it, well, time. Well, it is.
1: But again, as I said, because the, the, the international landscape is changing to where – you know, yeah. fetuses are getting licenses to drive. That, right. uh, you know, yeah. it. It again, I I don't see it that way because again, I look at the guys. You know, who were you at? Where were you at this weekend?
0: Yeah, I was at yeah. The you road you to look Indy at, race at the guys who were winning party. on
1: the road to Indy. They didn't move up to junior at age ten. They they stayed no, they and raced not. karting until they were seventeen or eighteen, and then moved exactly. on to cars. So again, I just
0: Bra- Braden, Eaves. you know, Braden, yeah, Eaves, Braden Eaves, Oliver, Askew. Yeah.
1: Uh, Kyle Kirkwood, all those guys that are, that are racing up front. Now, even the international guys that are over here as well, too, they spent some time in, in senior level karting before they moved on to cars.
0: I, I will not disagree with you. I agree. So anyways, the uh, K100 junior, as we said, again, potential for that to be that class that people come out of Mike or out of Mini. but let's move now to the K100 senior David, because this is again, a, a class that you and I both dig. We think there's a certain, there's a need for it in terms of the engine power, the engine cost, maintenance cost, the whole deal. But in K100 senior overall on, on the pro tour some pretty good numbers coming out of the box, you know, 13, so not a bad start. Uh but we saw some good guys, there's some fast guys too. Austin Osborne, Alan Tang, uh you know, Blake Hunt, there were some really good guys in the in the field.
1: Well, again, Tang is one of those drivers that's moving up from junior to senior. So, uh this category provides that Austin Osborne is a is a an elder Carter, if you want to say that, you know, he's been uh, at the senior level now for yeah. a couple of years. So it it kind of is that, that pro two level type category where you, you, you kind of have a mixture of guys who have been in the sport a long time and guys who are just moving up into senior ranks. So
0: true enough, true enough. Uh,
1: but looking at the results, uh, WKA champion, Blake Hunt uh, came out on top and qualifying, but uh, in the pre-final, it ended up uh, being Nick Persing. Uh, Persing was, uh, really pacing the field throughout the main event, but, uh, Alan Tang had just a little bit more than, uh, than what Persing could, could do, uh, in the wet weather and Tang, uh, charged his way up five positions, uh, running fast laps of the race to be able to score again, his first pro tour victory.
0: Yeah. He reeled him in there and and was able to make the pass for the win. Pearson did hold on for second. And of course, Austin Osborne, uh, capping off the initial podium. We move over then, of course, to uh, the K one hundred senior class on Sunday, David. With that, again, that that tough session at the start, right? With the uh, uh, with the dry and the wet. But um, right, Nick Ramirez getting the, the qualifying on the pole position, but Person came back up again in the pre final, though, and, and again. The guys that were up front were the guys that were up front throughout the majority of the weekend. Yeah,
1: both both days we saw three different drivers uh, finish the, the session at top. So so qualifying was Ramirez uh, on dry tires because uh, it, it happened to be the session where dry tires were going to be better than wet. It was right in the middle yep. there, yeah. So uh, kind of like that mini Swift session as well. Uh, but yeah, as you said, Nick Persing came up uh, on the dry weather and, and won the pre-final, paced the field again. And then in the final it, instead of Tang it was Osborne this time who who was able to charge up coming up from 6th place uh with fast laps of the race to swoop by and and score his first Pro Tour victory.
0: You know and David when he came across the line he was pumped. You know what I mean? It, it was that was a big win for Austin. He was excited. He wanted to get that victory. And man, the hands were in the air. He was uh, he was jacked up to win that one.
1: Anytime you win like that, it's you know it's it's one of those wins that he's been trying for for a long time, you know. Long time uh X30 senior driver you know was never able to get it there but uh you know that's that's kind of what this category is it provides guys a chance to to race for wins
0: uh nick persing finishing in second chris martin rounding out the podium in uh, k100 senior now david In your notes, you've got uh, more uh, entries expected for spring nationals. Have you been talking to some people? Are we going to see some more guys out there? Well, I think
1: what we talked about uh, in our Facebook live video, I believe it was Sunday night, uh, somebody asked, you know, do you expect to see some local entries uh, at at Utah? And one of them is probably going to be from Colorado, actually, with that forward direction motorsports team uh, with Greg Welch. I talked to him actually this weekend to even confirm it. And He's like, yeah, we probably got six, seven guys coming up uh, from Colorado to come race the Pro Tour. He said he would; they would have been there at the Winter Nationals, but the schedule just didn't fit, and and just drivers weren't able to commit uh, in time to to make it happen. So, uh, uh, look, so I I look to see this field probably be even bigger than uh, than it was at Cal Speed.
0: Well, that's that's positive, I and mean, we you know we talk about it, David. That numbers breed numbers. You know, you had thirteen there. Throw another six or seven in. You're at the 20. If there's guys we don't know about, maybe some guys on the East Coast decided to come out to the Utah Motorsports Campus, maybe 20, maybe 30 in K100 Senior at the Spring Nats first weekend of May. All right, David, two more categories still to go and two of the ones we, uh, we get pretty excited about. Mini Swift was, man, it was the level of competition there in the drivers who have been in the program for a couple of years, like Kai Sorensen, who's now in his third year. Then you throw in the pace shown by these drivers from micro have moved up. You know, the champion, Max Garcia, Caleb Gaffera, Danny Dezelski, uh Parker DeLong. You got some of these guys that are jumping up from the, uh, from the mini class or other micro into mini. And, man, they, what a race it was this particular, la- particular weekend. I, I was loving every time the mini guys rolled out. It was good racing. It was
1: really good racing, but also strategic. Uh, as well up front, because a lot of these guys that that did get up front were able to to get away with either one or two drivers. Because again, we, yeah. we see that over and over, the more guys that are involved at the front, the the less opportunities you have to win. So it's very strategic, especially Sorensen being one of them. Uh, you know, he was able to to manage the wet weather well on Saturday, qualifying on pole, going out, and winning the pre final. But uh, in the final, he was joined up front with uh, Sebastian NG and Parker DeLong, from the, uh, both of them, from the Nitro Kart Camp. So those three guys actually settled, settled the race uh, in, for the main event.
0: It's interesting to see these kids in, in many who finally realize it, right? St- instead of getting out front and racing with each, with each other, when they've been around long enough and they get the understanding of the strategy, it's like a group of five, right? And they keep racing until they drop the fifth guy. And they keep pushing until they drop the fourth guy, right? They try to get it down to two, to one on one. End up being one on th- or one, two and three, as you said, with the two, the two nitro drivers, Sebastian Ng and Parker DeLong. Ng ends up getting the win, makes a good move to get by Sorensen for that for that victory. And and I think for Ng. Again, like Sorensen, right? His turn to kind of potentially shine throughout the 2019 season.
1: Well, actually, it was Sorensen who crossed the line first, oh, that's right. but it was a blocking penalty that uh, took across, victory away. Yeah,
0: coming across the line, right?
1: I I don't know exactly what, when, and where the penalty was, but uh, it didn't look to be the the start. It could have been the the finish uh, of the race. I'm not sure. I think it but, was. Uh, I yeah. So, was. and, and, and to be honest, both races were decided by a blocking penalty.
0: <laughs> well, cause remember they came across the line. We, there, there's some pictures online. We, one thing that we don't get David from Cal speed, normally where we are, we are essentially right at start finish. So you and I get a really good look at what they are coming across the line at Cal speed. We're up top by the grid. And it's a long way away. It's hard, it's hard for us to be, especially in the wet with the spray. It was hard to see what was going on, but for some of the video or some of the shots we saw, I think I'm pretty sure it was Sorensen kind of coming across a little bit as they came across the line. I think that was the blocking penalty that he got. I'm not confirmed, not sure of that, but I'm pretty sure that would that's what it was.
1: Well, and again it was a from where we were, we couldn't tell that it was a three wide right. finish as well either. We thought it was just, you know, uh Sorensen nipping NG at the line, but it was actually DeLong on the outside of both of them. Uh, as they cross the line, I think Aaron Likens are uh, the head flagman for supercarts USA has that image as his profile pic from uh, the <laughs> marshalling right. system.
0: So listen, let, then, let dial in the Sunday. Then obviously you talked about the fact that uh, some penalties kind of played in with both, uh, with both main events for the mini swift, the, the guys from Supercars USA are really dialing in their marshalling system. Let's say that to be sure, right? We I watched it at the Winter at the Winter Series and I watched we obviously I think watched it here at the Winter Nationals. They really have a a pretty solid feel for it. There's a lot of guys that are watching the video. It's not just one guy watching the video. I think they have almost four people. There's kind of a, a redundant system of two guys on one and two guys on the other. They're really leveraging the marshalling system to the point where I think people are realizing it's almost it's almost a waste of time to, to, to file a pro- protest because they're really taking their time and making these calls and really using the video.
1: Well, again, penalties are still, you know, interpretive, you know, so you yeah. might be able to you might see something as one thing and, and I might see it as another. So you know, I wouldn't say wasting, you know, wasting money with a protest, because, again, you still have to defend yourself uh, if you feel you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but yes, the, the system they have now is pretty much, you know, it's, it's taken that, that little bit of time race after race to, to get comfortable with it, to understand how it should be working, you know, how, how the, the, the officials themselves should be, uh, utilizing the video that they have and, and how they should approach each race weekend, uh, with the video marshalling system.
0: All right, David. So, uh, so wrap up the mini Swift Sunday race for us.
1: So again, you know, you had uh, uh, this time it was actually Anderson Leonard who was able to get out uh, in front of everybody uh, this time with Sebastian NG on his on his tail. So those two decided the victory. Uh, Leonard was able to cross the line first, but again, a, a blocking penalty for him as well. Dropped him to third, which moved uh, Sebastian NG up to the top of the podium once again with Jack Jeffers sliding up into second spot.
0: Let's cap off our race report looking at the micro-swift category. Uh, David, let's start with Saturday, and then we'll roll through Sunday pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, Saturday was uh, Graham Trammell scoring his first Pro Tour victory. So another driver uh, added to the list for uh, inaugural winners. Uh, Graham Trammell was able to beat out uh, Ethan Thompson and uh, uh, Chambers. Uh, Logan Logan Chambers. Logan Chambers, yep. Yep. Logan Chambers uh, joining them on the podium. Uh, Fast lap went to uh, Charlie Bradbury. Uh, Sunday, Chambers uh, swept the swept the day, uh, earning, I believe, maximum points because he also recorded the fast lap of the race in the main event. Uh, he took the victory over. Uh, oh man, I can't think of his first Ila. name again. It's yeah, Jack, Isla. Jack, yep. Ila, right? it Jack. Jack right? Jack
0: Jack and Oscar, are the two the yep. two brothers that run Micro and and then, Mini,
1: and with Graham Trammell uh, sitting there in third place. Yeah,
0: Logan Chambers was just good on Sunday. Let's let's flat put it that way. He just walked away, man. He was. He was really good. Jack Isla fell back and then worked his way back forward as well. And, of course, Graham Trammell, as you said, one of the Rawlison Performance Group drivers, uh, again, on the podium. So, David, let's wrap things up here now. That has been essentially our breakdown. We'll do a quick wrap of the championship constructors uh, in the, uh, the wrap-up here. But before we wrap things up, let's look at the EKN Trackside Live Race Calendar presented by IAMI USA, where David and I are going to be over the next uh, month or so. IAMI USA East is the East Coast distributor of the hottest two-cycle engine program in American karting, featuring the SSE 175cc Shifter, X30, uh, X thirty KA100, and Swift engines, which can be found at club, regional, and national racing events. IAMI USA East supports strong programs like the United States Pro Kart Series, WK Manufacturer's Cup, F-Series Gear Up Challenge, Texas and Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the Route 66 Kart Racing Series, and the Sunshine State Karting Challenge. Find info on their products and all their dealers at com. So, David, again, we got a dual weekend coming up at the end of the month. I'm going to Texas Pro Cart Challenge at Denton on the March 29, 30, 31 weekend, and you're heading to Mooresville for WK Manufacturers Cup. A uh, double, double, we call it a double, double. The dual, the dual weekend, the double, double. But it's a double, double because we back to back, right? It is back to – it is the double – it's a dual weekend double-double because – you're right. I, dude, you're right. The following weekend, we it's, do another dual and weekend. And out.
1: It's an in-and-out thing. Come on. Dude, double-double.
0: This is an in and It's a dual weekend double-double. Following weekend, April 5th, 6th, and 7th, I go west to the Challenge of the Americas at Sim, uh, Sim Raceway Performance Karting Center, uh, round number three, the finale of Andy Saisman's program in the, the Rock Cup. And then David will be actually at the, the United States Pro Kart Series opener. At Ocala Grand Prix, you know the you know the horrible thing about this, David, it's the it's the in and out dual do weekend double double. I'm the only one that gets in and out during both of these weekends.
1: Yeah, I know. I told you we we had we we scheduled these wrong. I should have been Texas <laughs> and Sonoma. True. You should have went to WKA and USBKS.
0: Because essentially, what happened is I'm getting in and out, and you're getting Waffle House.
1: You know what? That you know, I could I can trade that off. That's a good trade. I thought you
0: could. Because yeah, I, I've gotten
1: enough. my in and out fix. I didn't get it this weekend, but I got my in and out fixed the weekend before. Uh so I I will I will take that trade because I haven't had Waffle House and I can't remember how long.
0: So that's the March twenty-nine to thirty-one weekend Texas Pro Cart Challenge and WK Manufacturers Cup. April fifth to seventh is Challenge of the Americas and USPKS, part of the EKN trackside live tour for 2019. The hashtag dual do weekend, double, double uh, for Rob and David. Uh, Dave, we're like a minute away. I want to wrap this things up, this thing up. Let's look at the constructors championship, the breakdown 12 different brands scoring race wins at the supercarts USA winter nationals cosmic with four CRG with three Croc promotion with two. Uh, the FA cart with two Burrell art gets a couple with uh, Jordan Musser and G1 nitro dominating the wins in the mini swift category, red speed, with Ethan Ho winning in K100 Junior, uh, Ricardo for X30 Master and Micro Tony Cart with a couple in X30 Master and Super Master Comp Card, of course, winning with Race Liberante and Pro Two, Expre winning with Joshua Carr in X30 Senior and Perlin with the X uh, with the K100 Senior, they score that single victory as well. David, twelve different brands on top, a number of OTK as we said. It always happens. Uh, Spring Nationals May. Third, fourth, and fifth at Utah Motorsports Campus. Essentially round three and four of the Scusa Pro Tour. That's, uh, that's not even that far away. It's like six weeks away from spring nationals. This season going way too fast already.
1: Yeah, it's like watching a kid grow up.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know. It's, we're midway through March already. We're going to have uh, that, ki- that said. Kids,
1: our kid's are already three years old. Or three months it, old. Yeah.
0: Let's say this first and foremost, though. We're still not rid of the snow in the north.
1: No, it's slowly melting, but it is melting. I think tomorrow would be a good hit uh, when we hit, I think, 50 degrees. So that's good.
0: You ready to fire things up? You ready to go racing, man? I- I'm fired. I'm-, I'm excited for this year.
1: It's going to be uh, – ex- yeah, I'm just looking forward to we- warm weather because, yeah. again, I left I left Tucson on Monday and it decided to be warm after being cold all weekend long.
0: Well, I- I'm severely sunburnt because it was 80 degrees in St. Petersburg, yeah. and uh, I, I- – just didn't put any sunscreen on, hardly any sunscreen on. So I R- rookie that. mistake. It's okay. Ah, eh, yeah. Well, I got my I, I had face sunscreen, but nothing on my arms. So my one arm is beaten, just absolutely burning still. But uh, it you're, was good to so be in the like sun. A, you're like a trucker. <laughs> you see, right, right. Just the left arm hanging out the window. East bounding down. All right, folks, that wraps it up. Uh, another podcast, in fact, number 42 in the run of EK and debriefs. Dave and I have done over the last number of years. Uh, we're glad that you tuned into the EKN Radio Network. If you have not yet done so, let's say you're listening to this either on a podcast or you're listening to it uh, on ecartnews.com slash radio, download the mobile app. The EKN Radio Network app uh, available on iTunes and Google Play. Great way. It's the first way to stream all of our content before we turn it into podcast form. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate a big thank you to Supercarts USA for, again, help uh, having us as the EKN Live program for the the SuperCart USA Pro Tour 10th edition of the program here this year. It was a good time being out at Cal Speed. And again, David Cole and I are looking forward to heading back to Utah for the, uh, what, I guess it'll be the 10th Spring Nationals uh, on the first weekend of May. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.